Good morning. Today is Friday, January 1st, 2021. I received a question, actually uh, a few related questions from Andre Zoldan. And as usual, they are excellent questions. I want to try to address one of them that relates to our Parsha. So Andre's question is, in the blessings that Yaakov gives to his children, he refers, when he speaks to Levi, to the massacre that Shimon and Levi had imposed on Shechem after the abduction of their sister Dina and um, is critical of Levi at that time. So the question is, if Levi did something that was very bad and was rebuked by his father Yaakov, how is it that Levi merited to be able to serve the Kohanim, the Leviim, in the Beis Amigdash, in the Holy Temple? Why should they be given such a high, prestigious honor if uh, Levi had done something that is uh, criticized so strongly? So it's an excellent question. And I want to very, very briefly address that, and then I want to go on to a second unrelated subject. First of all, Concerning the incident of Shimon and Levi, what they did with Shem after Dina, their sister, was abducted, the Torah is very unclear about how to classify that, how to evaluate that. Yaakov himself has two different reactions recorded in the Torah. At the time that it occurs, Yaakov has one reaction, and at the end of his life in our Parsha, Yaakov has quite a different reaction. The Mepharshim, our commentators, have directly opposite interpretations of what lesson we are supposed to learn from that event, and that is an extremely important subject with real-life consequences, and that is a subject for another time. Uh, we've discussed that in the past, and hopefully we'll come back to that another time. Also, I think that it's not right to say that the descendants of Levi would be punished for what Levi did. We do have a fundamental principle. Each person is responsible for their actions and is not held accountable for the actions of somebody else. Rather, what I think is happening in our Parsha is Yaakov may be pointing out proclivities, characteristics, maybe you could phrase it as stereotypes about each of them that need to be channeled in a positive direction. And that's actually what Yaakov says to Levi. The words are in our parsha, Aurur apam ki oz. Cursed is their rage, for it is fierce. Afitzem Israel, I will scatter them in Israel. So first notice, it's not a criticism of the person, but a criticism of the ferocity of the rage. That's number one. And number two, the tribe of Levi is scattered in Israel once the Jewish people enter the land of Israel after the exodus from Egypt. Levi, 
alone among all the other tribes, Levi does not receive a portion of the land of Israel like all the other tribes. Rather, individual cities with spread out throughout Israel are given to Levi. They're called Are Leviim, the cities of the Levites, and there are 42 such cities that are distributed across the land of Israel where the tribe of Levi lives. So, in fact, they are split up and scattered among the Jewish people, and I would suggest they are given their role in the Mishkan, later the base of Migdash, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, they are given a prescribed role where every action and every detail is ritualized, formalized, and overseen. So I think the message is that Levi has a power, an energy that in one context can be destructive, so it needs to be channeled into a context where it can be constructive and positive. And I think that that is true in different ways for most people. And I also think it takes a very perceptive parent like Yaakov to be able to figure that out for each child. So I think that's what's happening in that section of this Parsha. Let me share one more thing very quickly. I read this from Sivan Rahab Meir. Among the blessings that Yaakov gives to his son, to his sons, there is a bracha blessing for his son Yisachar. And to his son Yisachar he says, Vayar Menucha Kitov, and he saw a resting place that it was good. In these brachos, in this last scene of Yaakov's life, we see, like I just mentioned before with Levi, we see that Yaakov expresses disgust over haste and frenzy, and really anything that is extreme. And what he wishes for his children is the blessing of a restful spirit and peace of mind. So here's a story that describes that kind of approach to life. It's a story about Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Arbach, one of the greatest halakhic authorities and Jewish leaders of the previous generation, and a person known for his simple, authentic, refined character. So, one afternoon, Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Arbach said to his wife that she should tell anyone who calls that he was preparing for a class. He was, of course, a prodigious teacher, and uh, his, his teaching was certainly masterful. So he said to his wife, please, anyone who calls, tell them, I'm preparing for my class. 
His wife came up to the room a few minutes later and she saw that he was resting in bed. So she said to him, you told me you were preparing for a class. Why are you taking a nap? So Rav Arbach said to her, to rest before teaching a class is also part of preparing for the class. If I don't gather my strength, if I don't take care and, and rest so that I have my strength, I'm not going to be able to teach well. And that is a tremendously important lesson, especially now. All of us are living through challenging times. Overburdened parents need to know how to slow down. Harried teachers need to know how to relax. Public officials need to close their eyes once in a while. Rest is also good. So give yourself the opportunity at the right time, in the right way, for the right reasons. Give yourself the opportunity. Allow yourself to rest. I'm speaking to you. Of course, I'm going to try to listen myself. It's easier for me to say it to you than it is for me to practice it myself. But I'm going to try as well. I wish you Shabbat Shalom. Have a wonderful day. A fantastic, restful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.